With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Hey there, welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today is Michael Simeon. You might know him as the SB streamer. Also, you can find his work on Rotographs. We've been trying to get this one recorded for about, I don't know, three, four months. And we finally got it today. Michael, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and of course, my dog starts barking the second we start recording. Um, but it would be a uh, yeah. this podcast without a dog. Bark. <laughs> so I, I didn't purposely didn't say this before we went on air, but remember, I so I messaged you saying I might have to use AirPods, and I know that you hate that. No, not allowed. And and you said please no. So I got a old laptop because no new laptops now have like USB ports for some reason. And the computer I used to have is at my new office now. But, um, so I got this computer that was bought in like 2009 and it's an old MacBook pro. And thankfully it's barely running and working where I could plug in my mic. (laughs) So, uh, I went through great lanes yesterday to make this work for you. So you have to understand, we tried to do this on Zencaster and it gave me a whole warning that you so maybe that's why. have enough memory. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so here we're back on StreamYard for this. So, but yeah, I appreciate you. And here I say all this when Fast is in Florida and recording off of his headset. And it's and I, Adam Howe had to message me and say, hey, I can't get the audio right on this uh, because he sounds like he's in a tunnel and I can't fix it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Fast. It's episode 345. Okay. Like, come on. It's about Focus time. On audio, please. <laughs> oh God. Um, but no, Michael, I uh, take a moment, tell everybody everything that you do in the space and just, yeah, give a proper introduction. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm, you can follow me on Twitter at SP streamer. I basically started off, uh, just, you know, tweeting out streamer picks. It kind of came from Nick, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was a, I was a big, big pictureless fan for a while before I even came to Twitter. And, um, I know you always would like, I would look at your picture recaps and then you would have, you know, who your streaming pick would be. And that kind of got me more into analytics as well as a friend who was kind of into it. And then I was like, Oh, let me just start a little account where I just do my picks because at the time I was in a home league where streaming was very important. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to get good at this. So, um, I started doing, doing that on the side and it kind of grew. And anyway, so I had a blog, I had, it grew into a website, I had writers, it was going really great. Um, but some other 
some things happened in life where I had to kind of step back um, in the last month or so. And basically what I'm doing now instead is I joined up with a couple of other writers or analysts, if you want to call them that, um, or call us that. And uh, we just do a Patreon now. So basically I'm just like in my own avenue, only doing streaming this way. My workload is a lot less as opposed to what it was. And I can focus on more, I guess I would say important things in my personal life. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm incredibly touched to hear that that was that I helped in any way uh, for you to get going in it. The whole community is so much better with you in it. Thank um, you. And, and you're a big reason why I'm Aaron Nola fan. Uh, yes, Aaron Nola. Even Aaron- though I'm a Met fan, but you, <laughs> your love for Aaron Nola rubbed off on me. And ever mm. since, like, whatever, I don't even know when I started, like, looking at your website. Um, but uh yeah so ever since i and i consistently rank them way too high <laughs> although that's the thing though i mean you know this is like you love a player and then they do really well and then you actually need to be the other side of the pendulum pushing back because they've reached they're no longer a value they're already at the place of their peak and right. like okay now we need to to slow down um yeah Aaron Ola was like the first one that i think i was like aha i have some <laughs> um but i mean look i i read rasball um and i saw that what gray was doing with his recaps and stuff i tried to put my own spin on all of that yeah real um, influences when yeah, it comes exactly. to that stuff and, and, and for me Eno. it was you Eno, Eno, and that was really it oh god you know showed us the light of like uh, hey there's a thing called pitching metrics where you can look at an individual <laughs> pitch and it was like the dark hole of the internet to me was the pitch fx tab of the fangraphs pages that were so hard mm-hmm. to get to but it gave you actual individual pitch numbers and i was blown away yep. you could understand things now oh my god um so so tell me about that uh the group uh of patreon uh analysts that you're doing right now yeah so it's me mike Curlin, um brian who pe- most people know as bubba and uh oh, yeah. george montanez so it's it's us four and we each basically just kind of um cover certain areas obviously i'm pitching um mike is hitting george is bullpen and bubba's doing dfs stuff that's, so, that's the dream, um, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's all you need. Uh, exactly. What's the Patreon link? Do you have it? Do you have like a vanity URL? I I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's like literally so brand new. I'm I'm terrible. At that stuff. <laughs> oh, what it's do you call gaining the? It's called gaining the edge fantasy. Gaining the edge fantasy. Yes. Yes. Okay. So GT It's on my Twitter. If you want to go on my Twitter or something. Okay. All right. Go to go to SB Streamers Twitter. Yes. Um, and I do want to talk a lot about uh, you know, the, the experience of of creating SB Streamer in the first place. Um, what you're doing now, but first we gotta talk about where you're from. Give me the little details, the bio on Wikipedia. <laughs> um well I was born in Nassau County, Long okay. Island. Yeah. Um, and then my parents were divorced. My mom remarried. I moved out to Suffolk County. Uh, so I moved, I lived in Smithtown most of my life, Smithtown, New York, and about like what, 45 minutes from Munich, probably, right? 45 minutes. Okay, so hold on a second. All right. Even me growing up in Brooklyn, I'm like, I don't know the difference between Suffolk and. Uh, oh, okay. Well, Nassau is a lot closer to, to New York City than <laughs> Suffolk. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. Um, uh, Suffolk's more you, like, you know, yeah. not as industrialized. I'll say like, it's not like, like NASA has houses on top of houses and uh-huh. it's like more like, you know, uh, more like Suffolk. Queens ish. Whereas right. Suffolk's not really there yet. Which gotcha. is nice. 
And that makes you a Mets fan, of course, Long Island. Yes, I am a Mets fan because my uncle and cousins were huge Mets fans growing up. They got me into it, basically. Um, yeah, we're, we're recording this two days after the Mets. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> no, we were fine. Um, <laughs> but I uh, so then so from there, you, you went to high school. Where'd you go to college? Yeah. So um, after high school, I went to a college on Long Island called Farmingdale. Um mm-hmm. SUNY Farmingdale. It's basically like, you know, 12th grade type of thing. I mean, uh, 13th grade. <laughs> gotcha. And well, um, <laughs> what, I mean, what were you studying? What were you thinking? Oh, no, yeah. So, so I took, um, I got my bachelor's in um, just business, business administration, mm-hmm. I think it was something like that. Um, I was never big into school. I hated school. Uh, I basically just, you know, I, I was the type of person who didn't study, just got C's and got through the day and did it because mm-hmm. my parents wanted me to. Um, because my problem is I I can only, I can be smart, but only if I want to be, if that makes sense. Like I really need to be interested in it to actually yeah. want, you know, I have to care about it to really um, want to learn about it. And uh, I just, you know, I did not know what I wanted to do all through college. Even after college, I kind of just fell into my career and um, I did not need any education for what I do. So, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was good, you know, um, you know, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like, I wish I did what, you know, like my, what my wife does now. She, um, my wife completely changed careers too. She got her master's to become a teacher, hated teaching, so she went through all that school for nothing and then yeah. did a two, a two year program um, to become a, a CT technician. So, and she makes really good money, loves what she does. And like, I wish I knew of stuff like that coming out of college where it's like a good, just a right. two year program, get done with. And, you know, it's, you know, solely the purpose of it is for your career and you know what you're going to do. And um, yeah, they, but yeah, we, we don't so. focus on that. I mean, I, I remember in high school, I had no idea my direction. It was like, oh, I'm going to play baseball. Like, okay, Nick, sure. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and leaving high school, I, I remember going to college saying, I want to do psychology. I don't want mm-hmm. anything else. I don't want to learn about all this other stuff. I just want a really good psych program. But I had, you know, I didn't even take it on myself to talk to an advisor and really work this out. I never, I felt misguided or I didn't have anyone be like, Nick, plot i need to be plopped down in a place be like you have to talk to this person otherwise it won't work that kind of thing right yeah and i i I think so much about high school how there needs to be a course that everyone takes which is how to adult it's just it's just adulting and it's like okay this is your taxes this Mm -hmm. is how health insurance works this is what the housing market is this is how you get a job these are the different things you can do you know it makes all the sense of the actual preparing people for the real world you know where i look a lot back at at schooling and yes it's important to have a certain skill set of general knowledge and the ability to write and to be articulate Mm -hmm. and understand mathematics and how science works and all that's very important you know understand the history of our culture and everything absolutely but we got to know how to survive in the world better and i it's oh i so i I mean i relate in the same way I, i left college and I did not want to do psychology. It's a computer science. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And I had nothing, <laughs> you know? I mean, what was, yeah, what was your first I mean, job? Uh, well, first job was really, um, 
I mean, through college, I like just like worked at Walgreens and was like became a manager through college to get me through that. And yeah. I guess technically, I mean, I stayed there for like a year after after college, but I was actively trying to find jobs. Um, but then I fell into so one of my best friends' dads owned a company, um, a freight brokerage or logistics company. So basically, your you know manufacturers hire you to move their freight because they don't know how to, or you have better pricing, etc. So I kind of fell into that and uh, I basically was at his house one day and was just like, I, no one's hiring me. Uh, I can't find a job. And he was like, oh, well, someone's leaving my company if you want to work here. So I worked there for a long time, over seven years. And um, yeah. And then, you know, and which we'll get into, then I basically, you know, kind of wanted to do my own thing and start my own thing. Right. So let's, let's go there. Where are you when you needed to make your SB streaming picks and you thought, you know what, I'm going to make this public in some degree. What I, what was the decision mm. to do that? And what was the first iteration? Yeah. So um, basically the story is I have a friend who was really, who's really good at fantasy still is um, just has a knack for it. It's crazy. But anyway, um, so he somehow found fan graphs one day and got into it a little bit. And he was always winning our league. So I was like, I was like, I need to get into this because yeah, I'm, right. I'm competitive. And uh, what year was so that? I had my renaissance. I don't, uh, I don't even know. I have to see. I think I started my, when I start my account, like 20, 2008, 18, I started. So okay. probably within maybe earlier that year or maybe 2017, I would say. No, I usually call that my renaissance. I should be calling it my enlightenment. Renaissance is a return. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, great. So anyway, so, um, so yeah, so I discovered fan graphs and then I was like, okay, there has to be other outlets. Went on Reddit and typed in like, you know, fancy baseball websites. And I saw someone suggest picture list. So that's why you ran into you. So anyway, so and then I would read your article every day and then saw like streamer picks. And I was like, you know what? This would be really good for this one league. I was like, let me just get into what Nick Pollock and Eno Saris and these guys talk about. Uh, so I started to try and teach myself. And after I, when I first started, I should not have been su- suggesting anyone anything because <laughs> I don't, I, it was just bad. <laughs> it was like going, like going like straight off, just like Babbitt. And like that's it, you know. What I mean, well, stuff like that. Had, though, you got, I mean, look, I, I remember it was more advanced at that point, but you know, I was I, just I can behind. Still <laughs> read some of the things I put out in 2014, 2015, and it's so different. It's yeah. so. It's, I mean, we think of that as like, oh, that's not too far away. No, it's completely different conversations. Right. I'm doing like my top 200 right now, and mm-hmm. I think to myself, like, I could tell you something about every single one of this because we have all the data for it. And back right. then, I'd be like. Oh yeah, well he had a three seventy array. You know that should regress <laughs> to a three four fifth or something like what? I mean, we didn't know what yeah. we were. Doing. Yeah, I mean, if I go back to my beginning tweets, they're they're pretty uh, atrocious. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then I so anyway the so when I first started, I basically would just every day suggest one pitcher and say why, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it every day, and then. That eventually turned into a little spreadsheet where it just showed my picks and then what they did. So I like kept track of my stats. Yeah. 
And, um, and then I tried it and then I did like a win loss record too. But then over time I started to just keep track of stats more so. And, um, it just kind of grew. I included, you know, underlining metrics so that other people could just go to it and see and even make decisions themselves too, if they want. Right. And I give ratings, you know, and I, uh, you know, tell people where I want the ratings to be at in order for me to actually, you know, be willing to stream that person. And, uh, yeah, so it basically went from just tweets to a sheet, just showing my picks to then a sheet of laying everything out and where my decision-making is. But I really did the sheet with the statistics because I wanted to play with the data and see what worked best for streamers and what did. Yeah, absolutely. That, so that's that was like my struggle. main purpose. You know, I remember, uh, I remember last year talking to Derek Cardi about streaming it was like a, it was like on mm-hmm. the first Arizona panel, which I think is like I didn't des- belong there because like here's Derek Cardi who's like here's every element you need to make your decision. I'm just like I'm a guy. Um, I just think like <laughs> this random person, you know. And it gets to a point of like, yeah, that that machine is likely gonna do better, um, but mm. there is an element. I mean, you've done this so Human much, element, yeah. right? Of just saying like, yeah. Josh Fleming Sometimes is going to hold go. 11.7K per nine after the first two weeks, right? We, we know this. <laughs> you know, there's that stuff that is just so strange about it. Um, and I, I guess I'm curious. I mean, you have this sheet, which is a really cool thing. Um, I mean, I imagine you're still going to be doing that on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. You're providing that mm-hmm. sheet, which is fantastic for everybody. Yes. Uh, that, are there times that you go against the sheet? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if I have like a gut feeling on someone, I'll raise their, I'll put their ranking higher than what I probably should have. Like, I don't have an exact formula for it, honestly. Basically, right. what I do is I sure don't. <laughs> yeah, like my my rating is based off of the numbers I'm seeing plus my gut feeling, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do throw a little human element into it um, overall. But yeah, I mean, there are times where you know, the numbers will show that he shouldn't pitch well, but I'm just like, nah, I feel like it's going to happen and it works or it doesn't work. <laughs> right, you're right. I mean, it, so, it's so, yeah. so hard. The, the question that we're always answering is just because this guy performed one way, does that mean he's going to perform the same way tomorrow? Right. And it's right. just a lot of it is just probably not. <laughs> yeah. Go, oh, very what? unpredictable. Yes. Yes. The yeah. worst time. I don't, I mean, I'm sure you could attest this worst time of the year is, towards the end of the season because well, last week is the worst week. If, it's well, not even that point. if I, well, I would say a couple weeks even lean up to that because it's playoff time for everyone who follows oh, you. Right. Sure. And if you give the wrong suggestion, Oh, I know. I, I mean, it, come funny. to you about it. So, so I do, <laughs> right. I do, um, I do like my own streaming victories. My goal every year is to hit 100 wins. I think okay. I got 100 on Saturday and I need Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get one win and I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't, it's it's just the most frustrating thing. And right. I mean, sometimes you're able to sneak it in. I mean, this year I think was actually better in September than it typically is because we had things like the Cubs of Wesneski and, uh, yeah. um, but, uh, but there were, um, it's, it's such a weird thing and it's, I, okay. I do it a little differently. I think I only do 20% or under, which honestly, yeah, most of the time I think we, connect on anyway um but i i go off and say look if you're streaming good luck this isn't (laughs) supposed to work you know it's not actually 
something that we say, great gung ho, we're going to do it. Yes, I have, I'm more successful than I'm not, but the damage from the bad often outweighs the good. I mean, I think my ERA for the year was like three, six or something like that, which is, hey, I'll take that. But it's also for fantasy win. You don't want a three, six. You want a a lot more innings of a three, you know, getting 300 innings of three, six hurts you ultimately. Uh, so yeah, I mean, well, I think that a lot of people who are streaming though aren't really even in roto. I think it's more so like head yeah, to head where head they're head. streaming for like you know oh. that last couple of days or or right. again, I started following you originally because I was in a points league and yeah, you, know, sure. you want to stream pitchers because in that league especially like right. pitchers are heavily favored. But um, so I think really that's more of our audience. I I know people obviously do stream roto, but. Um, I think more so it's those types. And uh, yeah, I mean, I started off doing 30% roster or under, but now I do 50, 30, 15. So I oh, try and hit, sense. so yeah. I try to hit 10 team, 12 team, 15 team. Right, right, right. That, that makes a lot of sense. The 15% is fun though. That's like, that's a real yeah. challenge. That's like the, uh, the and, hard. And move. weirdly, I like, there are some months where those are my best numbers and like, I don't know why. Keller was explain at percent the entire year. So we're just yes. like, all right, let's, let's yes. see how Mitch Keller does. Um, but it's, I don't know. It, it's fun. Like you guys can hear it. Michael and I are bonding a ton because this is something that so few people do. Yeah. <laughs> we're like the only ones that understand the strife of this, <laughs> you know, um, like how would you feel when a game was rained out? Would you go to the next one down that you would have done? Or do you just say like, nope, forget that day completely? Um, so I've actually never uh, like approached that. I've never told people. I have never usually when it, I'll say this, usually when a game's canceled, I just don't count that day for me. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you could go one down, I guess. But a lot of times so, there are some days where if that were the case, then I would tell you don't even stream anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yep. Um, so it's tough, but yeah, typically I just ignore it. I just say right. that day didn't count. Yeah. And the, and the, the bane of our existence is lineups changing <laughs> the next day or something. Let me tell you, oh my God, I just every, ah, oh, you feel so excited. Like this Sunday, I've got the perfect stream and then they yep. push the next day and it's yep. just, what is life? Yes. Why yes. do I invest so much of my energy into this? Go from facing the pirates to the Astros, that bitch. Oh, right? man. Um, oh, oh, man. Um, Something like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, along those lines. Why isn't Hunter Brown going on Sunday anymore? Um, but no, so so here you are. You have this, uh, I believe you started posting on Reddit was the initial thing that you did, right? No, it was always Twitter. Always and Twitter. Then, yeah, and then... Um, I eventually graduated to just my own little blog. And, okay, so talk to uh, me about yeah. that whole process. Um, I mean, I think it was just when people started to, I guess I could tell people started to take a liking to what I was doing. And I think it was pretty much after the first year where, you know, people were saying how I helped them and, you know, it was just a good feeling. And then you're getting into it more and you're like, you know, it's cool. It's it was something that I just wanted to see where it could go type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I knew that was the next step. And instead of creating a massive Twitter thread too, I was like, why don't I just actually type up, type out my analysis and I could just post it, you know, on this blog and people can then read it if they want to. Right. It's uh, it's very strange about, you know, you, <sighs> What is the medium of which the people can 
access you, right? That that's what all the internet stuff is. Either it's a video mm-hmm. on YouTube, whether it's tweets on you know on Twitter, uh, an Instagram post, or something on the website. Ultimately, you're making something to for your you know for you as a benefit. I'm giving you something so that hopefully my brand grows, right? Uh, right. And it's such a hard decision many times of how that content comes out. Um, do you want to invest in your Twitter following getting above 10,000? Do you mm-hmm. want to invest in it being a website so that you can gain enough traffic so then you can put ads on there and then actually develop that? Do you want to grow a YouTube following? It's it, There can be so many tough decisions with that. Um, and, you know, I obviously am biased in that, yes, website, make the website. <laughs> Do it all, <laughs> right? Um, but I actually wouldn't give that advice to someone these days. Uh, I think making a website these days is really, really hard because the right. average consumer doesn't want it anymore. Um, right. It's been dwindling for ages. I remember the whole Ken Rosenthal thing about him leaving Fox Sports because mm-hmm. they didn't want to do written content anymore. And honestly, Fox was right. Yeah. Uh, so... If I was starting today, what would what would if I were starting right now, being like, okay, I want to get into the fantasy baseball space, what would you recommend? Uh, I still think it's just Twitter. I mean, mm. I or, like threads on there because you know it, it's tough. Um, I would say that or YouTube. Um, I think YouTube is obviously pretty massive, but I think the good thing about the really really good thing about Twitter and just be like short and to the point type thing is, um, you know, the average, I feel like the average consumer just honestly, the average consumer doesn't care about all the diving into things. They just want to be told what to do Mm. pretty much that I I feel like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean to grow our brand, I, I don't know if you could really do that just solely on Twitter, but um, I just feel like people want quick things. And, um, I, I think YouTube's big, but I also think the only problem with YouTube is someone like me or anyone working in an office or like, you know, someone's in a cubicle, like you can't exactly always play it and listen. So it's also, they just need stuff to read instead. Yeah, sure. um, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of everything I guess I'm trying to get at, but um, I just, you know, I know YouTube's becoming a huge thing more and more. So I guess, so- I don't know. I don't, I don't have I the right answer, answer your question. I, have, I, mean, on, I, I think it depends on the person a little bit, but like yeah. if I were to show up today, be like, look, I have all of this knowledge. Look at me. Knowledge. Um, no, I, unless you're doing something that you are willing to put in the work every single day to provide that information. Right. So like you're doing SB mm-hmm. streamer stuff, like I'm doing the list and I'm doing the roundup and stuff that needs a home of some kind. Right. That should not be Twitter. It should not be a YouTube video. That should be written content. Yeah. I would likely do a Substack or something if I were doing it on my own today. Um, maybe a Patreon. Honestly, I think consumers are more in, into Patreon than ever before. When I, I was like doing it, growing 14, I was like the new. Everyone's like, "What is this?" Um, <laughs> and I was like, "A way to give me money." No, I. <laughs> but I. It's, you know, it's evolved a bit and that's good. And I don't know if people are comfortable with reading posts on Patreon quite yet. It seems like they are. It seems like it's a good method. I I hope it is. I haven't experienced it much myself, but I, I mean, I hear what you guys are doing. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, so I think that the best thing yeah. about Patreon is that a lot of different things are on there now where like it's good because it kind of brings everything into one place for you. 
So like, you know, if, if I were to subscribe to pictureless Patreon for pitching and then, um, you know, you could do the, um, leave a recon for another one and you could just go down the feed and you could see, you You know, all those different, you gotta do SK playbook. (laughs) Well, that's curling. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. For our buddy Curlin, that was uh, yeah. yeah, that's what his was. I know right? that's I know that's okay. not you, Michael. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I think that's the good thing about Patreon because you could just kind of scroll through each one, and you have right, to get, get different that. websites, and yeah. You know, so, so right. I think that's why people like it. Um, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so there's different avenues too. Like I would say, look, if your goal is to be a Fangraphs writer, I uh, start a medium, write like mm-hmm. five amazing articles just five to showcase that you can write well and then you can articulate a point. You are not afraid of stats to know how to wield them. I mean, showcase, you know, tables and charts and everything effectively. That's it. You just need five good topics nailed down. Just tell me if a player is good or not in that. And Mm -hmm. you do that five times. You will get noticed. Have a Twitter with that. With YouTube, I really do believe that if you go all out and have a good look you know you really go after a good camera good lighting edit it correctly um there is a massive space there for fantasy discussion i tried to do it a little this year the beginning of the season the it was just too much on top of everything else for me if that was the only thing i was going to do if i had like a video every morning um or i did it at night and put it out in the morning i i think that would track quickly um, especially if you paired it with like a, with a minute segments on on Twitter as well, mm-hmm. but you have to make and you have to make it look good. It can't just be like your webcam or something like that. Get good lighting, yeah. Invest the time in learning how to do some video editing. Uh, get some text graphic coming up and coming out. Like really, take a moment to to invest in that. But it's all about what is my time? What am I putting out? Way better to put out less quality stuff than lots of eh, things that no one cares about. All they need, you just need one thing to get everyone's attention and mm-hmm. then you can keep going. You don't need to keep throwing right. lots of random at the wall. That's right. what I would and, say. And if you're a terrible writer, don't, or not a good writer, don't let that stop you because I'm a horrendous writer and somehow made it onto Fangraph. So get out of here, Michael. Come on. I, uh, if you, oh, if you I did, I have to say this too, Nick. I did what? apply to Pitcherless one year. <laughs> you played at the wrong time, Michael. <laughs> um, I, I I know you keep saying that, and I don't remember it. I'm really sorry. Um, but I it was like when I first. It was a long time ago. It's fine. Um, but I will say, I if you feel that you can be better at writing, the two tips I always say is one find the writer that you do like that you want to be like, and just act like the emulate them as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I tried to steal from Eno and uh, Grant Brisby as much as possible with a touch of gray, Albright with a touch mm-hmm. uh, of gray, but I, uh, but do that. I mean, all right. You don't like yourself writing then be someone else writing. Right. And embellish, mm-hmm. go for it. Don't, don't, don't do the short sentences and everything. Don't no really embellish. Like you're some romantic writer way yeah. better than you can tail it back than trying to just like construct sentence after sentence right like really be a no no act like a storyteller as much as you can and then you realize oh okay there's a middle ground i can touch yeah. that that's my recommendation definitely so, don't just list stats oh god i don't care <laughs> i don't care 
<laughs> I can go to their player page. Yeah. I don't care. Exactly. Take me on a journey. Entertain me. Be musical. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You got to bring something different to the table right? when you're, yeah. Yep. You know, be, make it so that instead of me scanning the article for the stats, I actually want to read your words. You know? Mm-hmm. Ah. Man, that drives me nuts. So so yeah, nuts. Same. Yeah, maybe you yeah. did that, Michael. I'm just kidding. I don't know what you did. I probably did. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, all right. So I, I want to go more into the creation actually of a website. But before we do, we have to take a very quick break. And we're back. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about the SP Streamer website now. Um, I believe your first one was a Wix. Is that right? Yes. It was a Wix. It, okay. It was. And I had no um, idea what I was doing. Neither, none of us do. Still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, the reason I know it was a Wix is because I remember you had this really tough we moment, talked. which I felt so yeah. bad about, um, which was you were trying to transfer from Wix to to WordPress, WordPress. and trying to transfer membership over. Yes, and, that was a complete nightmare. Oh, man. I mean, we went from Patreon to PL Plus, right? Mm. And we, uh, it's not easy. Um, and essentially it's just like, Hey, we're doing this. Here's a free promo code to have the sign up over there or whatever. And we just got to trust that everyone moves over. There's still mm-hmm. people at Patreon that are not at PL plus. Like, <laughs> three years later. And I literally, I literally cannot cancel them. Yeah. You can't cancel. Right. Yeah. And I'm like trying, like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I can't do that. But um, so, so yeah, so like work us through the, the initial steps of creating an SP streamer website. Yeah. So I first, like you said, did Wix uh, just because it was the most user friendly, I guess, easiest way to do it. Um, you know, everything's like basically pre-done for you, super easy, just drag drop type of thing. And I originally started it because I wanted to try and grow a little bit and bring some writers in and then have my own membership as well. Um, and basically the membership was at the time, I think it was, it was like nothing. I think it was like 10 bucks for the year or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, it was basically just to help support the website. And then this way I can maybe build it up on this, you know, uh, over time and just kind of grow it over time and become bigger and more writers and et cetera. And, um, I think I, I think I talked to you and maybe some other people because it got to a point where I wanted to do things that I couldn't do on there. Yeah. And everyone was like, you have to be on WordPress. <laughs> I was like, it's all on WordPress, man. But I didn't know how to do WordPress. Um, yeah. So I just kind of dove into it and um, was able to figure it out and kind of do, I guess, somewhat do things. Uh, you know, I, I basically bought a theme and import the theme and all yep. that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. So then, like you said, it came down to, well, I have all these members. How the heck do I transfer them over? And Look at you using hack. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and people, this is really good for me, by the way, because <laughs> I was, I was pretty good. I basically never cursed on my podcast either. Um, but in real life, I'm kind of bad. So, but anyway, um, so, so yeah, so I did reach out to people to do it. Who, who had the capability of doing it, but it costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so well, right. I was like, that's not happening. Yeah. So I basically kind of did what you said you did. Um, I just, you know, told everyone, Hey, I, I am transferring the website over to a different host and I need to, um, you know, I, I can't transfer everything. So I'm going to cancel all your plans. 
Right. Here's how to sign up for the new one. If you want to come over to the new one. And, um, you know, I did it. I think I'm pretty sure I did it at discount for them at first, obviously. And if anyone, I guess, just paid, I think I just put them into the new one for free for a year and then made them sign up after a year. Right. right. So it, it was a process for sure. Um, but WordPress I mean, is a bajillion times better. Yeah. How many, I uh, wish how, I did many how many members did you have at that time? Um, at that time, I don't really remember. I want to say a hundred ish. That's fantastic. And, yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I will say, I mean, to be totally transparent here, there was a time or two where I was going to stop SP streamer. And, mm. um, there, well, there was one time that I was really contemplating just shutting it all down. And it was at a time where I felt like people weren't buying into the brand. Um, mm -hmm. I had like maybe like 15 members and I did have these writers and it was just, it's obviously a decent amount of work. And I just felt like, okay, I, I was like, I don't think anyone's really buying into this. And then I don't know what happens. Like a week later, all of a sudden, like, you know, 70 people signed up. I oh, don't know amazing. what happened. Uh, so so then I was what like, oh, year was it? do I you guess, remember? Yeah. You know what? It, I, it was weird. I think it was, I actually think it was like December, November, December, which you really? wouldn't expect. Yeah. No, no one signs up then. Yeah. Uh, well, you know way, what you it was? Sign up for PL Plus right now. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it really was? Um, I think I did a draft kit then. And I think for the mm. first time ever, which was smart at the bottom of the draft kit, I put our membership. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that that was even there. And yeah, I think sure. that really, really helped it. Uh -huh. um, so I think that's what really created a lot more signups in that time. So, so yeah. So right when I thought, okay, people aren't buying this brand, like maybe I'll just do something else sure. um, in terms of like, maybe I'll just write for a website or whatever, or go back to just me and keep it simple. Um, people bought in and, and I was like, wow, I guess people really do appreciate what I'm doing. Yeah, that's amazing. And that the, brought me back into it. Yeah. The, the, so. the difficulty, I think, of a lot of these memberships and stuff is, uh, I remember when I did my first one, uh, it was 2014, I had pitcher gifts where I got shut down and I came back as pitcher list <laughs> and I tried, I ran a Kickstarter to try oh, and okay. like get some funding for bringing it back to try and like pay the writers and everything. Right. Um, and we did all right. You know, we got like, you know, I think it was like 600, $700 or something, which okay. was, I thought was, oh, that's cool. Yeah. The rewards um, is the hardest part because look, we're, we're, we don't want to say like, just donate to us, you know, right. like you, to support, we need the stuff we need it from this. Cause we don't have all these other things. You want people to get something. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's really, it's a slippery slope. If you're offering your time. Um, in any fashion, whether that's a 30 minute call to help with your team, whether it's a bonus podcast, whatever that is, it is so hard to find benefits that are not just you doing more work because especially if it's exponential based on the, the membership, that's just not scalable. And when you're a, a, a fantasy baseball site, unless you're creating more content, which for me, I didn't want to have a paywall uh, right. as much as I can. I, I, the compromise was a morning podcast that I was already doing and I just did my own and had other people do the other one. Gotcha. So it didn't, right? So I don't do first pitch anymore. I do the plus pitch, right? Right. Which honestly might be public next year uh, and mm. I'm weighing other options for it. Um, but 
at the end of the day, though, when it comes to membership, the more that you can, I feel say like, look, like I'm going to try and give you some things, but this, you're just supporting us. I think that transparency is ultimately better um, these days. The more that you're, you know, we we're in a weird situation. Some people think we're like corporate now, which is amazing because <laughs> that means like we're something, but also yeah. absolutely not the truth. And it means, you know, so like playing the card of like, Hey, just support this like independent thing is harder to play now than it used to be, even though that's what it is. Right. But like you're starting yeah. a site, if you're, you're doing your own membership for Patreon or something like that, be like, Hey, like, you know, help us out, really lean into that one instead of trying to th- find the perfect thing that you're going to do. Cause trust me, we're all going to be super ambitious in those moments of creating rewards. Yeah. I, that's, that was a hundred percent an issue of mine. I mean, you know, I became obviously, I became obsessive with making sure my membership was enough for my members. And, um, it's hard to realize that you are doing enough because I can never come to that realization. I constantly was trying to come up with more and more and more and more. Always. What could I do? It never stops. Because, because you feel like too, you need to, you need to entertain them, you know, every day of the year. So like when baseball's over, what am I doing to, you know, keep them thinking that this is worth it for them? Yeah. And um, it's a very hard thing because, like you said, the more and more you do, the more and more of your time goes into it. And, um, you know, I mean, I ha- I luckily have and always had had that passion where, like, I wanted to put my time into it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely something that. I think that's a really good point. And if anyone is starting their own thing is something that they need to realize too is, yeah, you need to tell your members like, you know, Hey, um, you know, you're also supporting us in not just constantly, I guess, getting stuff from us because right. Like you said, you can't, I guess you really can't do that. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. It's really so, hard. To, uh, so the, um, so we had two things that benefited us is, I mean, we moved away from Patreon to PL plus. The reason we did it is just so that we could provide an ad free website, which is like the biggest, I I felt the biggest pull that we could give to someone that is not time consuming. Right. That's just like, here you go. You get this massive benefit. The other is um, I was able to, uh, because of the expansion, what we did into football, believe it or not, Yes, football did something. Uh, they wanted <laughs> to start a Slack in 2017 just for their football. It was normally just Facebook Messenger because they only had like 10 people on staff or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just a lot of people that I already knew. I was just like, all right, just on Facebook. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Let's have this thing. And they wanted a Slack. So we created a Slack. Uh, and then um, and then 2018. I beginning 2018, I realized I remember pacing my kitchen, like Patreon rewards you could have. I realized, wait, we already have an environment of our our Slack, which is now a Discord, great Discord Mm -hmm. migration of 2018, we call it. Um, (laughs) Good move. Discord is so much better. Right. Slack deletes messages. Oh, God. I'm not paying $8 (laughs) a user a month. Are you kidding? (laughs) Get out of here. Uh, so, so yeah, we moved to discord, but I guess I'm saying a lot of people say like, oh yeah, I, I, I've joined discords inside the space and sometimes they're great. Sometimes they have a community that's alive. We have the benefit. If you're a single person, 
man, I do not envy trying to start a community discord because it's just on you to stir up the conversations. I yeah, am so-, so lucky to have our staff to help mm. with that. Uh, so it worked out really well. So, yeah, I mean, the SP streamer community was amazing. Our discord was nonstop and it Wonderful. like did even have to be me. Like the members are, were ridiculously active um, so much so that, you know, like I said, I, I, unfortunately I'm, I ended SP streamer, but like we were keeping that discord because everyone was saying yeah. they want to keep it and yeah. stay in it yeah. and still talk and all that stuff. Um, but what I did to kind of help that since I was really myself to start and I had a couple of writers, but it's hard too, even with writers, like how can you require them to be in there and constantly replying? And because sometimes yeah. you get asked a million questions a day, um, but yeah, so I mean, anyway, to start, I actually let a lot of people in for free. This way, if I wasn't answering, like at least other people were conversing with them. Sure, so I yeah. think that really helped too. But yeah, I mean, writers is definitely huge. So they can help you out in that. Uh, oh, in that it, region. It, it's, it's a huge thing. I mean, we're really lucky. We have a good amount of members who have been here for years now that are just always there. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we we kind of abandoned it a little bit. We really emphasized it for 2020 to keep it alive. Uh, something I wanting to go back to a lot for 2023 is essentially giving away things to the community mm-hmm. just for being a part of it. Just like right. saying, Hey, look, you are an active member of this, the most active member of October yeah, or whatever. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. And yes, I know that you, some of you guys are listening right now. We are talking about this internally. I promise you. <laughs> um, but I, but I think also, I mean, for us, 2020, 2021, um, and 2022 were the hardest years by far. Exciting in so many ways, but I mean, I I had to rein in how many of these fun things I could do just because right. it's like, oh yeah, COVID for two years, and oh yeah, lockout. Yeah, um, not fun. So uh, I made it really hard, and I can imagine also for SB Streamer um, that hit you guys as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean... We were still kind of grow. We were still on the small, I, I guess, smaller end um, of things at that point uh, for COVID. So it didn't really, it wasn't too big of an issue. Um, but I, I think the hardest part again, too, was like with COVID was just coming up with stuff to do while we're all yeah. waiting and waiting oh, for the season yep. to start. That was just brutal. Oh my gosh. It, it was, yeah. it was very tough. Um, yes. The um, So the other aspect that I did want to talk about is what opened my eyes um, I remember this in 2000 and I think it was, uh, it was 18. It was the first year that I had ads on the site. I was really anti ads, uh, and I still mm-hmm. hate them. Um, I <laughs> see them now as a necessary evil that people understand because yeah. when we have ads, that means that we are making money that allows yes. us to create things like our player pages or whatever they are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so back then I just had some, I had an ad company called the Zoic. Um, who was good. They did, they did fine. They're better than just your standard Google AdSense. And they had a little right. process of accepting it. We had enough traffic for that. Great. And then I, I remember one day in the beginning of 2018, because you know, I'm talking about, I'm doing all these different little things, whatever. Like, okay, <laughs> talking about content over here. And then we're talking about graphics and whatever. Like, oh, wait, uh-huh. how about the thing that makes us money? So <laughs> I, so I like, wait, there must be like better ad services out there. And I started exploring different ones. Um, and the two at the time that were huge were Mediavine and 
ad thrive. And I have no, I'm not under any NDA or anything like that. I'm happy to talk about this stuff. And I, I was, I was really <laughs> curious with you because I feel like I was just like out in the woods and be like, I don't, I'm lost. No one, no one in the fantasy industry is like, okay, cool. You need ads. This is where you go. This is what you do. This is how you right. make money. Right. Like this is something I felt like uncharted waters in this way. Um, and I mean, look, CBS, how they handle it. I'm not going to talk to anybody about that. Like, and they have a whole ad ops <laughs> thing. So I, I started researching it and I applied to them. I was accepted into both. Um, and at the time, I think the, the requirement was you had to get 25,000 hits a month was, I think, the mm-hmm. requirement then, which I, which I think relatively is attainable. For a, for a seasonal baseball site, just in the sense of, hey, that means you're doing a thousand a day, um, which you can. All right. If you have something that is a staple, you can get right. that, you know, and I, I kind of wondered in my head, I want at some point to talk to you about these opportunities. And for us, switching to AdThrive, who essentially for us, they they have a footer ribbon. And they they stick an ad every so often where they have a whole algorithm based on it, whatever. We went up four times in 2018 um, from what we did in, or sorry, in 2019 relative to 2018, doing that switch. And I remember being in an airport in the middle of February, like the, right after the launch of PL 5.0, or I guess it must have been 4.0, and like checking the first day with AdThrive and the moment of like, oh, things are going to change and like we can actually like do some of these things that we've wanted to do now. Right. And I have to ask, like, you must've been thinking about like, how do I make more money with this and are ads a way to go? I mean, did you have a journey with us? Um, so I had no ads on my site until I dabbled in it a little bit this season. Okay. Um, but I just started with what you just said. It was AdSense. Just start, just right. to say, um, because again, like you, I didn't really know where to go, but I honestly, I didn't make it a priority and I guess maybe I should have, I mean, now it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but, um, well, I'm not because, saying what you should or you should not, but yeah, it's, it's no, just I know, I know. I'm know. just saying in hindsight in my own brain, but, um, I think the reason why I didn't really get into it too much was because, and I'm sure it's, I, I guess I shouldn't have thought of it this way, but. I remember for COVID, remember Fangraphs were struggling big time right, because yeah. they relied so heavily on ads. Yeah. And then they started to do the memberships. So in my brain, that clicked, you know, um, I should focus more so on building the memberships first. So that's what I really focused on because I felt like that was just a good steady stream of money coming into the website. Yeah. Whereas opposed to if God forbid that something like that happens again, and I'm relying on ads, then mm-hmm. I'm done. You know, so right. I was yeah. really, really focusing on memberships, not really. And like I said, this year I started to kind of think about it, but not really get into it too much. That was something mm-hmm. I was going to maybe do more so down the line. But sure. I was trying to really just build the memberships up. Yeah. Um, and I uh, roughly, I mean, as far, would you have hit the the twenty five thousand a month in your peak? Uh, that yeah, would be required so. for those major things. What is that for the year? <laughs> I uh, for the year. I uh, that three hundred thousand. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I I think uh, this this year. Yeah, I think I was getting close. I was in between. I think I was going to be between three to four hundred thousand. That's that's 
stuff, man. That that is legitimate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It was pretty awesome to see that. Honestly, yeah, you should be yeah. like seriously. That's that's something that so many people. I would have never thought I would come close to a number like that in my entire life. Right. Um, yeah. And it's funny. Like I go and do research about like okay, with things that we need to um, chase, and I. And I would see people saying like, okay, this is what I'm getting. And I'm like, oh man, like we're ahead of this. Like we can do this and they're getting it. Right. right. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe there's something to work with here. Um, and it's something I think we'd assume is not available to us. But then once you realize that companies don't care, like th- on their end, if yeah. they can make any money off of this and they just right. still install their stuff once and kind of let it be, they're a happy middle man. Right. You know, explore Like the, the internet is filled. It's a wild west of this stuff. Um, and <laughs> yeah. it, something I certainly learned was that, oh yeah, if there's a, anything you can think of, it's there on the internet. I actually was scheduling interviews for, uh, for, uh, you know, pitchless hires and stuff. And I realized there must be some app, some free one that I can just give them a link and they can fill out a time in their calendar. I'm like, oh, Calendly, beautiful. Great. Now oh, I have this nice. free thing. You know, like I used to do it manually, but the internet right. has it. It exists, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's, a, that's the plan. If you're doing a website, you should have ads in some way. People accept it now. I, uh, we had a horrible problem with another company that was doing like a, um, we were working with them and they were forcing a pop-up that was horrible in the middle of this year uh-huh. and we had no idea. And it, we thought it was out there and it wasn't, and we couldn't <laughs> figure it out until, Oh, that was the worst thing ever. So be a little careful what you and what you who you work with, but uh, you can't just throw it around. And then, um, didn't some company like mess up one of your launches for like a week or days or something? Oh, there I remember was, you I freaked mean, out. Oh, there, there was yeah, there was. I remember on Twitter you were like, "Don't ever use this company." <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there was a week that we were down. I we were down in like in April of one year for like a week. Oh, uh in motion hosting it. did that to us yes and i was like you gotta be kidding me like literally a week we were just down like what that's, what is this yeah, yeah that's, that's the, like i talk about missing one sp roundup in in eight years or whatever well i guess one plus that week <laughs> but i i would have done it guys i would have been there every night i was ready to go <laughs> i mean it's just one of those things like it's gonna happen um we gotta believe in your product and like just like all right you know you just gotta keep going forward um yeah and i mean i think you would say every year with sp streamer you grew right mm-hmm. correct you know yeah. still 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 going up and everything that's really exciting uh how did you um so so tell me about the whole like the inner workings of your company like how many people did you have on staff how did you structure it what was that like Oh, um, it's not complex at all. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I did probably too much myself, but, um, you know, I ran all the, the stuff in terms of running the memberships and everything, but, um, I had, I don't know at the height. I mean, I probably had 15 writers maybe at one point. Oh, that's great. And, um, basically what I did was some of them, I, I would just, I, it was just, I called them full time, um, where they would write once a week, every week about certain things that I wanted mm-hmm. done on the website weekly. And sure. then the other, the other writers, I basically just had a, you know, like a simple content sheet of what I would like to be written for that month. Or if they had a really good idea, because I was obviously always open to ideas, 
reach out to me and I'll let you know if I like it or not. And then you could put it on for that month. And they basically just put their names down for what they were going to write. And they were required to write a certain amount per month. And um, that was really it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's still structure. Super you know? simple, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And as far as articles coming out, um, I mean, for the longest time, we just said, all right, you have permission to post and no one's going to look at this. Like just send it on out. Yeah, I didn't do that. I did. Um, I had actually one of my one of my f- best friends uh, just kind of helped me on the back end. And he would when it would go in the draft, we would both edit it. We both look at it, prep it, make it ready. And then he would schedule mm-hmm. it for the certain date and time. Nice. All right. And when I and as far as WordPress back end goes, what is like everyone has this? What is your horror story of trying to make something work until you kind of just like threw your hands up? I was like, no, this all right, this plugin sucks. Or uh so, well, so I don't know if you remember. I ha- I don't even remember how it got fixed, but I again I don't know much about building websites, but mm-hmm. I reached out to you because for some reason my website was coming up as non-secure when I when I first transferred the, the domain over. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And that was like a whole thing for me for several days. I finally, I think what happened was I needed to, I needed to do something on WordPress and I didn't know. And I installed a plugin to try and help it, but it was making things worse. And then (laughs) finally got WordPress to get involved and they took the plugin off and then fixed it over for me. Um, but that was the only main issue I really had. Um, yeah, but nothing, Nothing was too, you know, I mean, I had some issues with the imported theme and stuff like that, but eventually I figured it out, but that's, uh, that pretty, is the uh, way to go, by the way, yeah, you find I, a theme I, that's I, close to what you want and then you can manipulate it. If you, yes. if you do some CSS in there, They're like all changing the color of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, sometimes themes are really nice where they actually give you like some uh, GUI, like a GUI for it, right. An interface to change things. I, who. I uh, I was very lucky. I mean, I'm very lucky in so many ways, but one of them was my actual job. I had to make websites for them. That's what made me confident to make picture gifts in the first place. Okay. And so it taught me, like, I remember actually for them, I had to make a new brand new thing. And it kind of taught me how the structures works of, of a WordPress theme. Right. And so I took that knowledge and then found some i think it was magpress theme is what pitchless 3.0 was and i then right clicked and inspected element inside of google so like i didn't buy the theme i just took their demo website and then changed their css to see if i liked what i saw right i change this color here remove this thing do that you know and you can change anytime the website sent to you right it's just a blank slate you can do whatever the heck you want once you have it right right it's not affecting their end so I did that. I was like, I like this. And then I spent like five days manipulating it, had it perfect, accidentally deleted all of it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I learned it. Like by doing it, I figured yeah. it out. So then I did it in like two days and replicated all the things I did. Gotcha. But uh, but that's the way for me, I feel like if you're building a website, it's, you know, the one that we have now is called the Butterscotch Engine because I had to give a name to it. How am I not going to give a name to it? <laughs> you give a name to everything. <laughs> of course, you got to do it. It's way more fun. But that actually is built from uh, Dan Wist. Um, Dan Wist, there's so many of these uh, saviors of Petrolist, I call them. 
um, who's not with the site anymore. He was with us for two years as our lead engineer, and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And he built the Butterscotch engine. But I, uh, but so now it's like a pro, uh, you know a proprietary thing. But like I don't recommend that. I, I at all like go build 3.0 3.0 was great that was very serviceable you know that did everything really well uh and if you're jumping into this like get your hands dirty mess around screw up the yeah. entire site and then revert mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. um oh man but those days of, like I, I've, I've screwed up so many sites so many times <laughs> and you remember to yourself like yeah, yeah people are gonna be like oh it's down all right, tomorrow everything will be fine, Nick. Everything will be completely <laughs> fine tomorrow. Oh man. Um, looking back at it, so so here, SB Streamer, you know, I wanna I wanna be there while you do your one hour live stream memorial, and I hope you have one. Can you please have uh, one? I guess I'll try to do one. Yes, <laughs> bring on people. You know, have a talk. You know. A memorial. <laughs> yeah, bring on Dave Swan. Like, come on, you got to do that. I. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I gotta see. Would, I gotta make sure certain people there. can come on. Yeah. And it'd be also a really good way to promote. I uh, uh, what is it? What is your Patreon? Gaining, <laughs> Gaining the edge, fantasy. Okay, there you go. Good <laughs> way to say like self promotion. Always. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I know, but you gotta do it. You also, you know, oh, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Go, go, go! Support uh, Michael Simeon and friends on <laughs> uh, Gaining the Edge Fantasy on Patreon. Um, but yeah, you have to do that. Um, looking back at the whole experience, uh, what would you say is the best lesson that you learned? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, I guess a couple things. I mean, I want to say like have sounds cliche, but have a little more faith in yourself because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I went, th- it's, it's tough when you're doing something like this too, because you, there's not a lot of recognition for it, I'll say, um, your hard work. And that's why yeah. I, that's like my biggest takeaway from all of this too, is, um, you know, when, when I announced that I was shutting it down, I had a huge, like a lot, a big outpouring in terms of like a lot of people reaching out to me in DMs and, uh, texts and even on actual Twitter. And you don't realize the amount of people that actually appreciate your work, I'll say, or, or look at your work every day. And um, I mean, you could look at page views, but it's still like, isn't quite there because a lot of people are like, I call them silent stalkers. Like they'll, they read all your stuff, but they'll never interact with you, which yeah. is totally fine. Obviously 300,000 Michael, but is you, I know, but you don't insane. know that they're there. So um I always tell people, like, if you read an article, someone's article always, and I try to do it too, like try and let them know that you're reading it yeah. or even that you, you don't even have to say much, just say like great article. That's it. Like, yeah. and it just, it lets people realize that, you know, people are actually reading their stuff, you know? Absolutely. And I, I, I it means say, a lot to people. It means a lot. I would say light some midnight oil every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, oh boy. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I have another question that does remind me of, but you said you had a couple lessons. Um, no, so, I mean, it was that and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm, I always like super cliche stuff, but like, you know, hard work pays off as much as the amount of work you're going to put into something is what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many hours I poured into SP Streamer and, um, you know, it really did become something which is amazing. And, um 
you know, and then also too, just putting yourself out there. I only, I only grew my following because I tried interacting with people as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. while it can be scary and, you know, like I, I know a lot of people have, you know, social anxiety and I wouldn't consider myself as having it, but I still get anxious and nerve. Every time I go on PitchCon, I'm like sweating leading up to it. I swear (laughs) to God, I'm telling you, because I mean, it just, it's, um, you know, it's tough to, because, you know, you know, people are watching, you don't want to say the wrong thing or like you're on with people who, who have been around longer than you. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to sound dumb and it's just, you know, all these insecurities pop up. It's, it's natural though. Um, and, uh, so, you know, but putting myself out there really did help me out. And, um, you know, I'm not someone who does that honestly too much or has the ability to talk to anyone. You know, I know people could talk to a wall, but I'm not someone like that. So, um, you know, I learned that too, that obviously networking and talking to people and just kind of being out there goes a long way. Yeah. There's an idea that you need to say the perfect thing and it's not true whatsoever. You just need to say a thing. Um, yeah, that's true. Right? You just got to like, if you do or say something stupid, just laugh at yourself. You know? Oh, I know. And you can then call yourself stupid. I, I think the, yeah. um, it does remind me of like, I, I've, you know, seeing a producer or something like on a TV set or whatever, like you, you realize that those producers for like first take and everything, they are not going to be after, but like, I don't really agree with that take. You got to do that one again. But like, were they fluent in what they said? Were they, was that good content? You know? Right. And it's never about the actual take. Never, yeah. <laughs> never about the actual analysis you're giving in that moment. It's just, are you being entertaining? Are right. you, are you sounding monotonous? Are you doing like, like this? Are you, <laughs> um, I think, or are you embellishing it? Are you going into it? Are you excited? Right. I, this is the guy you gotta do it. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> You have I to, still don't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It, for me, I do that because it's really fun and hilarious. And it's just like clearly me putting on an act. And <laughs> that's like, I enjoy doing that act, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that the producer nods their head with their clipboard. You know what I mean? And it's, it doesn't, the words don't matter. It's just, are you present? Are you giving right. that energy to it? great you could be wearing the stupidest thing ever they're not gonna think like oh my god i can't believe he wore that mustard shirt or whatever it is you're wearing a mustard (laughs) shirt right now i think it's lovely just want to let you know that but but right it's 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 we think all about those things and it's like no just like did you get through that moment great good job (laughs) that's it they all everyone wants you to succeed No one wants you to fail. Right. Yep. Uh, man, sorry. I went on a massive rant on that. Um, no, that's all right. <laughs> on the, uh, I do that all the time. It's my, my terrible thing. Um, I did want to ask you this uh, because, mm-hmm. again, we have this connection of streaming. So I want to hear you the best stream that you made mm-hmm. and the worst one. Uh, people have asked me this, and it's hard for me to remember certain specific things sure. i will say i don't remember the pitcher but i do remember it was championship week i think it was two or three seasons ago and i picked someone and they let up eight runs in one inning and i got destroyed for it from was it, uh, Ray lopez i uh, went three home runs or something I did uh, it might have been i don't like, really remember i would have to look <laughs> back and like really check yeah. um 
but yeah, and it was it was it was it was when I was still relatively new, and it uh-huh. got so bad where I literally tweeted a message like a, an essay, I'm so like sorry. saying yeah. like like you need to relax. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm trying to predict an unpredictable game here. Yeah. I'm giving you advice. It doesn't mean you have to take it. You can't blame me. Yeah, um, right. But um, I mean, yeah. I, in terms of good ones, I mean, you know, I'm sure there have been several. I think uh, I. I don't know. I wish I was prepared for well, this question. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I could look, look back and see nothing like stands out to me where sure. I'm like, wow. I mean, um, I re- I do remember regretting you streamed Spencer Turnbull when he threw his no hitter, <laughs> and I was extremely, extremely close to picking him. Yeah, but I didn't. I picked someone else who did pitch really well too. I'm sure he but did. I, I was will. like, you son of Michael, a <laughs> I've done it two years in a row now. I th- I did, did read Detmers. Oh, did you? Wow. I, it, oh, I don't deserve it. I, that's the thing, though. It's like, oh, wait, I, I think those... I did Detmers too. There you go. Good. I, I mean, like, I it, the thing is, like, the streaming pick of the day, I think you would agree with this, is less about us saying, haha, this is it. Go and get it. It's like, all right, t- this is today. I guess this happens to be the yeah. best chance or something. Yeah. You know, it's pure Good luck. spinning the wheel. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the fact that it's been two years in a row, I didn't even know I chose Spencer Turnbull as a stream pick of the day until <laughs> Foolish Baseball was like, oh, thank you so much, Pitcher List. I was like, Bailey, uh, you are my hero. <laughs> I didn't even know I did that, right? And then the yeah. Redeppers one, I was like, I think Redeppers is kind of bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was kind of bad. And like, he, he should was. not have had that no-hitter, you know? <laughs> um, but right, like, that that's those only ones I think of, but... Yeah, I don't know. There, you think of the we think of the bad ones more. I, I suggested Dakota Hudson this past week, and uh, or the last week of the year. I should not have done that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then again, he was a questionable <laughs> start. He wasn't a probable. I was like, it's a. I call him the dime because he's a coin flip. He's a dime. Yeah, guy. right, right. Like, right. Yep. well, sorry for your championship. <laughs> yeah, um, it's and not uh, fun. yeah, not those fun, tweets so. are the worst too. It's like, dude. All right, man. If you want to be upset at me, be upset at me when I make the pick, not after the event. Okay. Because after the event, like, what, what do you, why are you being upset now? Um, Meanwhile, how much did I probably help you the rest of the season? Yeah. Well, uh, but that's always the thing. It's like, you can't be upset after the event. You can only be upset when I make the decision. Then you say that you disagree with it. And then there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it makes no sense to me. Um, I, Last final thoughts. The thing I ask everybody, actually I have two things I did. I'm sorry. I've got, I, I keep going long on this, but you, know, you alluded before that you are starting something new now um, instead of SB streamer. And what is that? Yeah. So one of the reasons why I had to step back um, was because I had to kind of shift my focus. Um, I mean, one was, uh, was a health reason that I went through a couple months ago, but um, glad you're okay. Uh, Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of stemmed from that, honestly. So, um, sorry to be real quick. Cause I know we're running over an hour here. No, um, I, I, I'm here as long as you, you'll stick around. <laughs> so I, I have an autoimmune disease, Crohn's disease, and, um, I have been hospitalized twice for it in the past. And, uh, a, a couple months ago I had a, a two weeks where it was, um, I was flaring up and it wasn't looking great and I was starting to get a little worried. And um, so that's where I kind of cut, I had to cut back for those two weeks in terms of content. And that just kind of made me think of things where 
you know, um, I have a home, I have a wife, you know, we're going to try and have, have kids next year. And, um, you know, I, I think I need to change my shift in thinking where I need to a be with family and friends a little more and kind of appreciate, you know, my real life as opposed to, I guess, online life, if that makes sense. Um, so I wanted to do that. And then two, I think I need to, I wanted to take a bit more of a risk in my life and try to, so I'm someone who I, money has never been something that I chase. Like I basically, what I wanted in life was to make enough money where I could have a house over, you know, a roof over my head and enough to support my family in terms of like, I'm not someone who's trying to chase who I'm like, Oh, I need to be like a hundred million dollars worth. You know what I mean? Like I've never been that person. Yeah. And, but when this happened, I was like, you know what? I think I need to take a risk and kind of try and go for it in life. And, um, because if God forbid something does happen to me one day, I do have, you know, money there and stuff there for my family and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, with that thinking, I decided to do what I do now and basically just start my own business though. Uh, so I got a business partner and started my own company. Um, we're about like a month and a half to two months into it. Uh, so far going well, but um, that was a big reason too why to step away because I needed to focus more of my attention and time obviously onto that because obviously that's more important to me right now. Yeah, that makes, that makes so, all yeah. the sense. Um, what is the company? Uh, like the name or what is, what, yeah, what, what is it? What are, you, what are we doing? What's the name? Tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a playoff me and my business partner's initials. It's kind of baseball related, kind of MVP. Oh, worldwide. love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, we're a logistics company where we basically ship, help ship um, freight for commercial manufacturers. Essentially we're a middleman. How, so where's the Patreon? For that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no Patreon. <laughs> I'm How do sure we if support I it? One, it would have nobody in there, but like my parents. <laughs> How do we support there's no it? Content there for that. <laughs> fine, fine. Well, that's really exciting, though. I mean, it's just so it's just you, you right? Um, yeah, as of right now, yes. Um, you know, hopefully we'll grow in time and eventually, yeah, right. um, hire people. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a risk. I mean, we both have built up our own, you know, we have our own built up our own clients and stuff. So like it was risk, but it was risky, but not completely risky. Like I'm starting something brand new from scratch with nothing, you know, sure. no customers. Like you have an understanding of the business. I'm understanding. I already have somewhat of a client base. It's just yeah. a matter of me trying to build it up. And, um, you know, and you know, I, I let my wife change careers recently in the past couple of years. So I let her take a risk. It really paid off for us. So now we're like, let's, have me do the same thing. There we'll see go. what happens and go from there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it. I imagine the website's going to be WordPress. Um, not Wix. <laughs> the website is WordPress. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. No, <laughs> yes. um, no, that's, that's a really exciting time. Um, yeah. You know, I, I always, I often say like my most, the most exciting things that happen are ideas. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that one day you have either your business partner approach you or, or you approach them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that idea is fun and infectious and, uh, the possibilities are there. So I'm, I could not be more excited for you there. Um, very last question. 
Yes. What are your mantras? I asked this to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I have to do it. So, so good. You thought about it. I didn't surprise you like the other stuff. No. So, um, uh, again, more. Cl- I so my. I guess my mantra is um, as something pops up on this old screen computer. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's really just. Um, it's not really a mantra, but I always look on the better. I always look on the better side of things and always believe that everything kind of happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife always makes fun of me and says that in my brain, it's just full of like unicorns and rainbows and bunnies. And she's like, everything is always so positive with you. Um, and, you know, and that's just because I try to do that. I, I feel like, you know, if something bad happens to you, it's because it's going to lead to something better or if something is happening to you in your life, that's tough. Like, yeah, it could always be worse. Like always be grateful for what you do have. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much how I always kind of lived my life. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and by the way, to. is your wife taking over your spot as SB streamer? Cause she did great from what I saw <laughs> that one video. <laughs> saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Those videos will still be happening. Um, I'm going to bring Good. them back, but um yeah, so I'll still be obviously like you know we talked about gaining the edge. I'll be doing that. Uh, still be doing stuff on the side. I'll always try to be try to be in this space because I love fantasy baseball. So I'm always going to keep up with it. I always want to uh, be competitive in my in my league. So, so yeah, wonderful. I but all right, Michael. Before we go, remind everybody where they can find you and all the stuff that you're doing. Um. Yeah. Again, on Twitter at SP Streamer, I did a created a new Patreon with Mike Curlin, George Montanez, uh, Brian and Truckin. I always say his last name wrong, or you might know him as Bubba. Um, and you can find the Patreon link on my Twitter at SP streamer. So fantastic. That's I, so that's so thank you everybody for listening. We're going to be doing more of these Nick Pollock and friends through the off season. Now that there is no SB roundup, this is what I will be consuming my time with. Cause I just want to talk to everybody now and, and chill finally. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for uh, for joining us for this episode of Nick Pollock and Friends. So my name is Nick Pollock, and that was my friend, Michael Simeon. <laughs>